Roll humps to all my fighting camels worldwide. I'm your quarterback, Hodge Malik Williams, and you're listening to the Orange and Black Podcast. What is up, everyone? We're back with another edition of the Orange and Black Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Kicking Camel Grill, located at 174 North McKinley Street in downtown Coach, right up the road from campus. You can come over to the Kicking Camel Grill to enjoy their award-winning wings and burgers before or after any Campbell home game. We are recapping Campbell's opening game against William & Mary on Thursday night where the Camels were down by the number four William and Mary tribe to open the season. Dylan, how you doing today? And what are your beginning thoughts on Thursday night's game? Uh, doing good. Uh, Andrew, I got a question for you. Have you ever been on a roller coaster? Uh, up and down, up and down. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty much this game um, in, a, in a nutshell. Um, started off fast and then it was just roller coaster effect. One after another, we go down, score, they go down, score, and just kept going, kept going, and uh, eventually down the line, William Mary was just the just the better team the Thursday night. So um, I think there's some positives to uh, to look at um, from this game, uh, and there's a lot of adjustments that uh, need to be made before we uh, before we take on the Citadel this week. Yep. Overall thoughts, Hodge Malik Williams looked like the Hodge Malik Williams that we all know and love. He was 22 of 26 for 226 yards and had a touchdown to go along with that. It took him nearly the entire first half to not to have an incompletion. So it was great to have him back and for the offense to be humming right away. The Camels came out and scored early and it looked like that it was going to be a back and forth affair before some mishaps on the camel side of the ball uh, turned the tide of the game. Dylan, let's talk about that first half. What did you see on that opening drive and in the first quarter from the camels? Yeah, the up tempo up tempo offense uh, took me by surprise. Uh, I don't think uh, at my time at Campbell, uh, you probably have to name the year we've had an up tempo offense like that. Um, it was fast pace, um, kept William Mary on their toes and it kind of kept, uh, uh, the, the defense that we talked about as a stout defense, it kind of kept them on their toes. I think they uh, were caught off guard, um, as well. Um, and they, they weren't ready for it. You can kind of see on that first drive. Um, there was some guys with hands on hips already to begin with, um, right off the bat and, uh, it was just kind of a mixture of everything, uh, runs, passes, uh, trick plays, um, quick getting the ball out of Hodge Week's hands really quick, um, just pounded up the middle. So it was kind of a mixture of everything, and it was good to see. And then uh, uh, McDowell kind of ending it off with a one-yard touchdown uh, on a good 13-play, 78-yard drive uh, right off the bat, just kind of – set the set the tone early um then william mary started coming back um they had their own 13 play 69 yard drive uh in the first quarter right off the bat 
And then some mistakes on the Campbell part, uh, fumble pretty much uh, in their own. We were in the red zone, um, a fumble um, kind of gave the ball back to William Mary. Uh, they went down and scored um, and then Campbell came right back. Um, and it was just kind of a puncher's chance until we got right, right at halftime. So uh, it was a good first half from, from Campbell, just some mistakes early and some costly defense. Um, the, the defense was um, shaky um, to, to say the least. Um, there, there are some, there are some plays Darius. I think Darius Wilson uh, all night looked very comfortable in the pocket. Uh, I think George Wilson was able to get in there once or twice um, made him hurry, but it was, it was Darius Wilson feeling very comfortable. Uh, and if he wasn't in the pocket, sliding out of the pocket um, and was able to quickly find his uh, receivers and, and getting a, getting a first down. So um, all in all, it was kind of a, an up and down first half for uh, the fighting camels. Yep. It was a very back and forth game. And it seemed like Campbell was in control until they coughed up the football inside their own red zone, which allowed William and Mary to drive down and score. And then later, Campbell was able to force a punt on fourth down, but a muff punt gave uh, the tribe the ball back inside their own red zone, and they were able to score again. So just some mishaps there. You take those two mistakes away, and Campbell's leading going into the half, and that's a much different ball game. Uh, you touched on the defense a little bit, and William and Mary's offense and their quarterback being able to be comfortable, Campbell was not able to record one sack uh, the entire evening. Um, we had a little bit of pressure early, but that kind of tailed off. Uh, that is something that the Camels will have to step up against the Citadel uh, this upcoming week. Obviously, a heavy running attack um, where you don't have to worry about the pass as much. But being able to get that penetration against that triple option attack is going to be key. And Dylan, just... Touching on your overall thoughts as you roll over to the second half, and you know it kind of Campbell's offense slowed down a little bit there in the second half uh, once they came out of the locker room. Yeah, it didn't look like the the first half offense uh, still up tempo, but they couldn't really um, they couldn't really put it all together. Um, it was just kind of uh, William Mary, I think, kind of woke up, kind of as the old saying got off the bus and finally got to the game um, and was the William Mary defense that we were kind of hyped up before, before the game. Um, and, and they were able to get to Hodge Malik uh, a couple times um, and, and got some uh, very good TFLs uh, towards the back, kind of the back half of the game. And then they just kind of put it away um, with a field goal in the third quarter, another one, in the fourth, and then kind of the dagger, uh, Wilson and Martin, 27-yard TD, um, was kind of the dagger um, that sealed the fate. Uh, McDowell with another rushing touchdown kind of at the at the end, uh, chunk change time. Um, made it a little bit closer than it was. But I think, like you said earlier, if you take those two turnovers away in the first half, um, I think they would have came out with a little bit more confidence uh, in the second half. Um, being that it was, it would have been a little bit closer and they would have been leading um, going into halftime. Um, and I think getting the ball back, it, it would have created um, 
some angst in the team, but you didn't see it in the second half. Yeah, it's disappointing for sure with those mistakes, but all in all, you're facing the number four team in the nation in William and Mary. Uh, their offense is the real deal. Uh, the Bryson Yoder, uh, he was as advertised and he was outstanding for the tribe. And you really, you look at their offense as a whole, they did a lot of pre-step motion and was able to just kind of shift some guys around and get people out in space. Um, I know their top three uh, receivers were all running back. So they were just able to move some guys around and get some quick passes for Darius Wilson, get him comfortable and just be able to spread the ball around a little bit. And once you spread out that defense, they were then able to hand it off to Yoder, who seemingly got eight, eight yards every carry. But stopping the run will be imperative this upcoming weekend as Campbell travels down to the Citadel to face that triple option attack, a new look offensive attack that they like to run out of the shotgun, which will be different from last year's game. As you can remember, Campbell opened up last season at home against the Citadel, picking up the win to kick off the season. Dylan, let's just take a look at some of the overall offensive offensive numbers for the Camels. We talked about Hodge Malik Williams. Uh, McDowell out of the backfield, he had 13 carries for 55 yards and was able to punch it in twice. As you mentioned, he was able to punch that late one in, but it's good to see the Camels uh, not giving up at the end of the game. Nakari Rogers, his partner in the backfield, he was the one who coughed up that fumble um, in the first quarter, which kind of stumbled uh, the Campbell offensive attack. On the receiving side of the ball, you had Jalen Kelsey, who is good to have him back. He had six receptions for 86 yards. Also, another uh, newcomer, you had Chance, Chancey Fitzgerald, who had seven receptions for 53 yards. And then VJ Wilkins, who had four receptions for 44 yards. And a touchdown. So the Camels were able to spread the ball around, led by Hodge Millie Williams. Who stood out to you on the offensive side of the ball, Dylan? Uh, An easy one would be Hodge Malik. Um, I, I put in my notes, uh, classic Hodge Malik. Um, 22 for 26, uh, 226 yards to TD. Uh, he ran the ball a little bit, had 11 attempts for 38 yards. Uh, he did have two sacks, which is not terrible. Um, one to kind of couple of them were the awesome off of the line, just kind of coughed it up and the Hodge really had nowhere to go. Um, but he, all in all, he was really, really good. Uh, you like to see 22 attempts for 20, uh, 22 completions for, uh, 26, uh, which is really effective. Um, and I think he made up from last year having three interceptions, no interceptions this year in a TD, um, this year. So I, I think that's Hodge Malik. I, I think we could put the stamp of approval. Hodge Malik is back. Um, and it's great to see him back. And, um, I think just a, a couple of turnovers and, and William Mary would have been second guessing themselves. Um, McDowell with two TDs, um, it was kind of stifled all night, but he, he's, they kept with the running game, which is, which is good to see that they didn't give up on the running game, that they stuck with it. And uh, Medal did look really, really good, uh, was the big bruiser in there. And it's like you said, it's good to see Jalen Kelsey back. Um, he's kind of been fighting through some injuries. And um, Coach Minner was uh, saying in the co- uh, the Camel Coach's call that uh, he he was going to rely on him a lot this year, along with a lot of other guys that you, that you mentioned. And um, some guys had thought 
we were, he was going to get more touches, uh, didn't get as much touches as you think. So, um, they got depth and it's, but it's good to see Jalen Kelsey kind of step up and, uh, and be that guy for them at the, uh, wide out position. Yep. And then moving over to the defensive side of the ball, as we expected, the returners for this defense had a huge impact. CJ Tillman, a linebacker who returned from the team last season, we touched on that. This defense was going to be a completely new look defense. And that seemed to be the case. And that might have been the reasoning for some of the big holes and uh, running room that was given to Bronson Yoder. But talking about C.J. Tillman, who is the veteran linebacker, he finished the game with 19 tackles and one tackle for a loss, followed by Moncovia Gaffney, who's also a returner. He had 10 tackles and was uh, in the backfield. He had uh, half a tackle for a loss. And then he also had Demarcus Harrington, who had 10 tackles and one uh 0.5 tackle for a loss there. And then our guy, Alex Santiago, the 27th year senior, uh, he got the block punt um, just because that's exactly what he does and where he fits in on this team. Well, who are your overall uh, people who stood out for you on the defensive side of the ball, Dylan? I think, like you said, uh, Alex Santiago, who's been there for uh, uh, uh I'm pretty sure we started with a at school. Uh, that That's just a joke. Uh, but, uh, Nice kid uh, was blocked that crucial punt. Uh, I think that was we gave uh, Campbell some life there, but it was just fun to see him uh, go down. And, and Mike Menner loves to use uh, tight ends to block punts. I, I think we've seen it over the past couple of years. Um, getting those tight ends with bank, big lanky arms get in there and, and block punts. So um, it's good to see. Um, and uh, also CJ Tillman. Uh, if I had to be honest, should have been the uh, CAA uh, defensive player of the week, but that's just my my two cents on it. But I had a had a great game. Uh, Nineteen tackles, uh, fourteen of them assisted with a TFL. Uh, Mac, uh, Moncovia Gaffney, who uh, he um, how many years has he been there? I'm starting to question eligibility here, but um, but he's been there for. He, he's been there for a long time. He had 10 tackles as well. And DeMarcus Harrington had 10 tackles. So um, good to see guys that had a lot of tackles um, and it just kind of went across, across the board in the defense um, would like to see George Wilson for a little bit. I think he went out uh, with kind of in and out uh, with what, what looked like to be cramps, uh, but we'll, would love to see more. I think uh, that first defensive stance um, he got to Wilson and uh, made him had made Wilson have to throw really quickly. Um, so that's, that's good to see. would like to see more. Uh, we probably won't see it against the Citadel since they're a, a triple option run team, but, um, but that's good to see that he can get in there and uh, create some havoc on the, uh, for the quarterback would like to see more uh, in the coming weeks. Yeah, he was definitely a threat off the edge early and was able to disrupt Darius Wilson in the backfield. Uh, we'll see how much push they can get this upcoming week against the Citadel, as you mentioned. Uh, you don't have to worry about the uh, throwing the ball as much, but obviously if you can penetrate in and kind of stuff that Citadel offense, that's going to be key coming up this upcoming Saturday. Dylan, do you have any final thoughts on the Camels and the Tribe and their opening game for the 2023 season? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it was a good test right off the bat. Um, it it kind of showed Coach Benner um, what they need to improve on. Uh, love the up-tempo offense. I think it needs to stay throughout a whole entire game. Uh, hopefully, hopefully they can because uh, it was good to see. And they kept William and Mary off toes. So if you keep William and Mary off their toes, I think it's going to keep the CAA, a lot of the CAA off their toes. Um you're seeing that kind of a lot of more, uh, a lot more in the FCS. Uh, I don't think it was um, that was more up tempo than what you're seeing in the FCS. I, like TCU and Colorado, they were just up tempo the whole entire game, but it wasn't as quick as what uh, the Campbells were trying to do on the on the first drive. So, um, but it, it, it's good to see um, and their total yards they had up there. Uh, I just think. Uh, hopefully defense, uh, especially the passing defense moving forward. You won't have to worry about that this week coming up with Citadel. Uh, but I think the passing defense needs a little bit of work, uh, but you're going to get a true test uh, this, this week. I think Bronson Yoder kind of showed that a run defense needs to get better um, with him having three touchdowns and 6.2 yards per rush. Um, um, and we want, we don't want to do that against the Citadel because the Citadel is just going to like the kind of the old tech, old, the old version of Georgia tech where they're just going to run as many people as they can. And, and they have many running backs and many H backs and tailbacks. So um, hopefully the, the practice run defense this week, get that ready to go. And if we can stop the run defense, essentially, uh, I think we'll have our will against uh, their defense with our offense. So it should be fun. Yep, next Saturday as Campbell travels down to Charleston, South Carolina to take on the Bulldogs. It will be an interesting test, and the key in that game is going to be who gets out early and is able to establish their tempo as the Citadel loves to run the ball. And now with the new rules with the clock in college football, if the Citadel can go on a 10-play drive, that can take up nearly an entire quarter so you think about the Bulldogs, if they're able to get up two scores early, they're going to be able to hold on to the football and just pound it down your throat like they love to do. But on the opposite end of that, if Campbell was able to jump out, be able to silence that crowd, it's going to be a great environment down there. If Campbell can jump out to an early lead and disrupt the Bulldogs from being able to run their run-heavy offense that they love, it'll be great for the Camel. So we'll see who can come out early and adjust their tempo. I talked with a fan of the Citadel earlier this week, and he said that it's going to be an awesome environment down there. If any Camel fans are looking to take the trip, he highly recommends it. Obviously, Charleston is a beautiful city. The tailgate environment down there sounds awesome, and it's just a spectacle to see in itself whenever you visit a military institution. So if you can, make the trip down there to beautiful Charleston, South Carolina, for this weekend's game against the Citadel. That is a 3 p.m. kickoff, and that is on ESPN+. Plus. So if you still have that subscription left over from when the Camels were in the Big South, you can watch the game, or you can uh, get yourself an ESPN Plus subscription. It's like $5 a month, so you can keep up with all the action there. But, Dylan, it's great to have college football back. It's great to have the Camels back on the field. And we'll see what happens this upcoming weekend as Campbell travels down to the Holy City to face the Citadel on Saturday. Dylan, let's jump over to some of our other sports. What do we got going on um, around campus? Yeah, it, uh, we had plenty of action um, all across campus. So 
if, if football wasn't enough Campbell sports uh, for you this week, um, you had plenty of chances to see the camels and other different sports, men's soccer, women's soccer. Uh, if you wanted to take the, the trip down to Greenville, watch our uh, volleyball team go at it. So uh, there was plenty, plenty of sports. Uh, we'll, we'll kick it off with cross country. They had their opener um, at Elon, uh, the Elon opener, uh, the men, uh, they finished eighth. Um, and the highest finisher uh, for them was Logan eighties. I, he had a, a 1939 six K um, finished in the mid sixties. Um, and that had Duke Elon high point, um, familiar foes that we see. So um, it was good that we had a, a high place finisher um, and they'll look to build from this uh, moving forward in about two weeks. Um, when they have their next meet, uh, the women, they finished six. Um, and their highest finisher was Elisa Denard. Uh, she had a 1454 4k. Um, she placed about the mid forties, um, as well. So, um, congrats to men's and women's, uh, cross country getting their season started, um, at Elon. And I think it's September 15th will be their, uh, be their next meet. Um, I think it's in and around Charlotte, um, not Charlotte, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. So um, if you want to take a quick trip to go see cross country, they'll be there. Uh, moving on, uh, men's soccer. Um, they had a uh, they had a match on September 2nd uh, against Delaware. Um, they tied 1-1 with them. So they're 0-0-2. Um, just kind of just getting their, getting their feet wet this year. Uh, they had, I think one game abandoned, um, on Sunday, uh, it was against Davidson. So, uh, they had just had one match this week. Um, so they're supposed to get started. They'll have a couple of matches, uh, that I'll talk about, uh, later on. Uh, but the women, uh, they had two matches this week. Uh, they faced Elon, uh, August 22nd or 27th, excuse me. Um, they unfortunately lost uh, one nothing. Just couldn't get going in that game. Uh, ECU is just really, really good team. Um, they just could not get going. Um, it, was, it was unfortunate. They were there through the entire game, had many chances. But uh, ECU um, opened up pretty early, and the cameras just couldn't respond. Um, next game, they won against Davidson um, at home September 3rd. Uh, that was – I. Saw videos and pictures. It was a, looked like a front a fun crowd down in Bowie's Creek on the third. So um, it looked fun. They got out early and just kept the kept the clean sheet late. So congrats to women's soccer. They're two two and one on the season. And uh, this week they'll be opening up their account um, in the CAA, taking the trip up to New York. Um, for staying up there for a little bit as they have Stony Brook um, on the 7th. That's their CAA opener. And then they'll uh, take the quick trip over to Hempstead, New York, uh, to face a good Hofstra team. Um, that That's going to be a true test of uh, what the top level of the, the CAA. And then lastly, volleyball. Um they went to the Pirate Invitational this week in Greenville um, on Friday. Faced ECU, unfortunately, lost uh, zero to three. Just couldn't, like I said, couldn't get going in that 
contest, uh, ECU just being really, really good. Um, and obviously being a home match for the, uh, pirates just couldn't get going. Um, and so they dropped, dropped that game, uh, next day, uh, September 1st, Saturday, uh, played app state, won the first two sets pretty convincingly and just kind of gave it up. Um, app state winning the next three and they unfortunately lost, um, two to three. They had the first two sets, just couldn't finish it out. Um, and so they dropped that one to app and they come back, um, September 2nd and get the win, uh, beating Bethune Cookman, sweeping them three, nothing finishing with a win, uh, at the pirate invitational, they will come back and host, um, NC central, uh, tomorrow at Bowie's Creek and they will have their own tournament, the Campbell invitational, um, Starting the eighth, they have two contests on the eighth, uh, with San Jose State coming all the way from San Jose to uh, Campbell University. Uh, so they'll have a match at 11 a.m. Uh, then they'll have UTSA, um, at the nightcap, and then they'll have Georgia Southern, um, on the ninth as well. So a lot happening, a lot going on. Um, Campbell Sports kicking off. Uh, this week, and there's gonna be a pl- pl- plenty of um contests that are gonna be happening this week. Men's soccer, uh, they'll be at uh UNCG, uh, ranked UNCG, so it's gonna be a good contest for them. And then they start their account, uh, with going to Drexler, um, in Pennsylvania on, on the night. So if you're looking for uh, Campbell Sports has the football travel travel down to the Citadel. There is plenty of action, especially on the volleyball court in Gore Arena um, this weekend. So check them out. Yeah, it should be another exciting week for the Camels uh, all across all sports. To recap your upcoming schedule for this week on Tuesday, volleyball has their first home match against North Carolina Central at six. Men's soccer will travel to ranked UNC Greensboro. That's always a great early season test for the men's soccer squad as they play every year. On Thursday, the women's soccer team will travel up to Stony Brook uh, to face off against them at 6.30. On Friday, you have the volleyball team, as Dylan mentioned, and the Fairfield Inn and Suites uh, Campbell Invitational. That is a mouthful. They'll have two matches there. And then on Saturday... Another full slate of Campbell action with men's soccer playing at Drexel at one o'clock volleyball against Georgia Southern and then football, as we mentioned, against the Citadel down in Charleston, South Carolina for a three o'clock p.m. kickoff. Dylan, what are your predictions for our upcoming fantasy football season? We're about to draft in about 30 minutes once we get off this call. Um, Who do you think is going to take home the prize? Uh, If I get one of the first overall picks i'm doing the uh i'm the number one overall pick i checked it before we got on oh that is very unfortunate um so i hope you don't draft patty mahomes because i would like to draft uh mr patrick mahomes texas tech raider um red raider um if not i'm taking a qb i'm just gonna be that guy i know everybody grilled me in the comments i'm just gonna be that guy i took tom brady last year and you do that, Dylan. Versus... You take all of the quarterbacks first. That's yeah, yeah. So fun. I'm taking QBs. I don't care if this is a six-person league. Um, 
I'm setting the tone, taking a QB. You guys can have your uh, Jeffersons, your uh, Taylors, your Ecklers, your Cooper Cups. I don't care. I'm going quarterback and setting the tone early. And I will ride and die with my QB either to the ground or to the Holy Land. We have no earthly idea. So who are you going to take with your first pick in this year's fantasy football draft, Mr. Andrew Miller? I can't disclose that information. I will let you keep everybody updated on our next episode. But Dylan announced it here first. He is going to finish last in our league this year since he is taking a quarterback first. But that's perfectly fine with me because that's one person that I do not have to worry about. And just a reminder to everyone, if you want to hang out and take advantage of cool stuff like that, like being in our fantasy football league, um, you can become a subscriber of Orange and Black. You can just go online to do that. You get access to our Discord channel where we talk about Campbell Athletics all the time. And during games, it is blowing up. Um, so you can rage there. You can celebrate there. And you don't have to worry about uh, trolls on Twitter getting to you. But it's going to be another great week of Campbell Athletics. We'll have a preview of this upcoming Citadel game for you as we sit down uh, with Kevin Marshall of FCS Nation Radio. So we'll get you set there. And it should be another great week of Campbell Athletics. Uh, Dylan, thanks for hopping on again. And everybody have a great week and go Camels. Pressure's a privilege, man. We want to run towards that pressure. We don't want to run from it. And we want to enjoy that and embrace it and, and, and fight through the struggle. We'll